Hello, my friends, and welcome back. You are listening to the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast, and I am your host, Grace Lannon. I'm a psychic medium and an energy healer, and today we're going to be talking with a special guest. So I'm excited to share this conversation with y'all. Before we get started, I want to let you know about a couple of classes and workshops I have coming up. But this is going to be an awesome episode. We get into a variety of topics. We get serious. We get silly. It's an interesting conversation. So I'm excited to share these messages with you. And... um. It's a little bit of a longer one, so get your comfy clothes on, get your snacks, your cleaning supplies, whatever you need to get into this episode where you can really just zone out and zone in and connect with us through this conversation. So today we're going to be talking with Adriana of the Gangster Hippie. Um, She is a Los Angeles-based mystic, energy healer crystal business owner, bad bitch business owner. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I'm really excited. Her business is called The Gangster Hippie and you can guys can check out her Instagram. She has beautiful imagery on there, but she's also talking real shit and lots of fun memes as well. (laughs) So check out her page and also check out her business. So the gangster hippie is an element of her spiritual practice and is um, part of her business where she um, creates crystal jewelry as well as connects with crystals to activate them so that they can go home to their new owners and help people wherever they are on their spiritual journey to connect with these etheric energies that crystals hold. So I met Adriana through um, an online class. We met, um, I don't know, several years ago when we've just been friends on Instagram and I have purchased a few necklaces from her and I got to say they are one of my favorite pieces that I continuously wear and I gifted my mother a necklace from her and um, what I like about them is that they're very um, simple, beautiful design like so I think it's kind of nice, a little hidden magic that perhaps someone that might not typically work with crystals would be drawn to because it's just so pretty. But she uses her own energy healing and magic to activate the crystals so that they can do their job and help you with whatever you need. So I have, um, I think I have four pieces. I have a smoky quartz, a carnelian, a peach, pink moonstone, peach moonstone, And, um, I bought my mom an amethyst from her. So I really encourage you guys to check out her page on Instagram and check out her website. Um, and then she also was very generous and kind and is giving us a coupon code for my listeners. So if you're interested in purchasing a piece from Adriana's website, 
you can use the coupon code and I will share that all in the show notes. So that way you can get a little bit of a discount and I encourage you to take advantage of it, especially if you are the type of person who maybe is in more of a normal quote unquote job where you don't want to be having 50,000 crystals around your neck and you want to kind of blend in with your witchy self. I really encourage you to check them out. And also just simple, elegant pieces. Even if you're not into crystals, um, they're just pretty, okay? (laughs) So I'm very excited to share our conversation. And we get into a variety of subjects. So yeah, Adriana practices Reiki. But she also practices other elements of witchcraft, glamour magic kind of stuff. So we talk a little bit about her practices and what she does to stay connected, to stay grounded, to stay in it, in the crazy wild world. So again, I will put all of her information in the show notes so you can check out her website. You can um, get a crystal piece with a little special discount and just check out our Instagram, support her work, and enjoy the conversation. So, let's do it! Now, before we get into our main conversation, again, I just want to give you guys the details of what's going on right now at Angel Face Headquarters. What have we been up to and what are we doing right now for some classes? Here at school, my psychic development class, this is an eight-week class, is going to officially begin April 9th. We're going to be meeting on Saturdays over Zoom for eight weeks. And those are live classes. And then this class, you also get a ton of self-study material from meditations, sound healings, journal practices, Um, video lessons, audio lessons. It's very extensive. (laughs) Basically, it's psychic boot camp. Everything I know, you will soon know too um, if you want to sign up for this class. But this time, um, I am offering a pre-sale. So that goes through March 29th, I believe. And um, what that entails is you receive a discount if you use the pre-sale code off of your tuition and then you also receive a one-on-one private session with me as well so it's like a little bonus if you sign up within today through the end of March and then class begins April 9th on Saturdays Um, I'm very excited about this class there's more details on my website and I'm also going to be doing a couple of Instagram live videos I'll also share those on YouTube once I post them. Just detailing more information, giving you guys all the information about the syllabus, getting into details, and answering questions people have if they're thinking about signing up for this class. So that's about it. I have some other really awesome, cool classes coming up in April. So again, sign up for the meetup and the mailing list to know what's coming up. But a little sneak peek, and I'll tell you more later about it, is I'm going to be hosting this class that's called Cosmic Connections. And it's going to be more of like a support group kind of thing. Not like 
I don't support group isn't the right word, but like a sharing circle. I don't know what else to call it yet. Um, about people for people who have had cosmic experiences, abduction experiences, alien contact experiences, things like that, um, where they want to talk and share their story and listen and connect with other people who have had similar experiences. So this is going to be really interesting and spirit is guiding me to do this. So I hope, I hope people sign up. I know that I could use something like this for myself. So I'm sure that there's other people out there who want to talk about their weird alien experiences who don't have anyone to talk to about it. Um, this is going to be the place for that. So, and in that class too, we'll do some healing work as well, but it's mainly going to be focused on people sharing and listening to each other so that we can be heard, we can be seen, we can let things go off our chest without fear of being judged, fear of being sent away for being a delusional person or what all these other fears that we have. Um, subconscious and conscious. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, That's going to be in April. So stay tuned, sign up for the lists and you'll know everything you need to know. But all that being said, all the information again is in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate to the show directly. Um, And a dollar, five dollars, go a long way. So I would appreciate any and all donations. The other way you can support us is reviewing the show, rating the show on Apple, on Spotify. This significantly helps the show. So even if you take a minute and just say, I love the show, that really does help us. So rate, review, share, you know, all of the things. All right, y'all, one more little thing is I want to give you the coupon code for Adriana's website if you want to receive 15% off your purchase, which is a really good deal. Um, I encourage you to check out her website, thegangsterhippie.com. All that info is in the show notes. And the coupon code to receive this discount is crystal gang crystal gang what up what up crystal gang it's in all caps all caps crystal gang so i encourage you guys to check out her site purchase some beautiful jewelry if you are in the market for some crystal jewelry or you want a way to work with crystals in your everyday life that is easy accessible and cute very cute and gorgeous Hi, everyone. We are here um, with the gangster hippie, Adriana. We are here for the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast, and I'm really excited to talk with you today. Um, Adriana has her own jewelry business, amongst many other awesome things. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. And I'd just like to start by having you introduce yourself to us. Cool. Well, my name is Adriana and I go by the gangster hippie. I 
work in the metaphysical realms. And I also like to consider myself kind of like a spiritual investor as well. So I work through the mediums of crystal healing as well as Reiki healing. And then I also do burlesque, which allows me to tap into just kind of like the sensual Kundalini energy that I also transform into my personal magic and kind of living this lifestyle that's given me a lot of satisfaction by just exuding who I am being my authentic self and just like living life in a really cute way I like the glamour magic's part of it too mm-hmm. yeah you have a lot of hats that you wear but they're all very nice hats <laughs> I feel like that's just Gemini energy you're that's a my Gemini, rising sign. That. No, that's my rising sign. And then I'm, I'm a Gemini Leo sun too. and a Libra moon. So I've got a lot going on. I was like, it's like the Kimye of signs. I was like, that's, that's pretty much what, what I got going on. So I also think I get bored easily and I, I need not distractions per se, but like, I need a lot of different hobbies. Yeah, it's taking on those new like vibrations. I have, um, I'm Gemini, Sun, and Libra rising, and Gemini Moon. Sun. (laughs) Oh, so you have like your your Sun and your Moon. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Weird. Yeah, it's really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I found out too that my mom, her, she's a Capricorn, and like all her. The whole chart is like Capricorn so we're like the exact opposites opposite <laughs> and then and then my sibling is just the two of us and they're Gemini I think they're Sagittarius um moon or something but we're both Gemini but we're very different so I feel like it's always um, Libra too it's like taking on nif- different um vibrations different energies it's easy to meld yeah, I would say the same thing because I have a, a lot of friends in different groups and I feel like a chameleon sometimes because I just like will go in and just kind of get along with everyone, which is useful because I have a lot of different activities that I have to do. Yes, yeah, sometimes it's good to be able to, it's not like, oh, I'm melding myself so that like I am uh, pretending to be someone else, but it's just being able to see like what aspect of myself is going to make this person feel more comfortable yeah and I think that's why I like hanging out with different groups of people because it gives you just perspective on those aspects of yourself that perhaps you were not aware of prior to having it be reflected outside of yourself I hope that's like clear and understandable makes sense to me so you are in Los Angeles I am in Los Angeles. I'm in like a really old neighborhood. I pretty much have like a Sabrina style house, just a Victorian. It's creepy. It's probably haunted. I love it. I absolutely love it. (laughs) Did you grow up out there? Yeah, I grew up um, in LA, born and raised. I went to college here. I don't really want to leave California to live because I really am acclimated to the weather. Um, I'm very much living my like glamorous princess lifestyle, but anyone that comes to LA will pretty much tell you the same thing that they never want to leave because the weather is beautiful and it's true. Um, and then I've like been to lots of places in the world, but nothing really feels like home. LA has this beautiful ability for you to just be everywhere and nowhere at once. Mm. Sorry. There's like a 
<laughs> go around going outside. Like we are in LA, y'all. Right? <laughs> it's like a very loud car. It's that's probably... funny. <laughs> but I, that's another thing. Like I also love cars, so I feel like <laughs> I'm like, ooh, what is that? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's comforting to hear the sounds of other people. Like when I lived in an apartment building, like sometimes it would bother me, like if people were like. I don't know, like having sex really loud or something. But like most of the time I'm like, oh, it's nice to just hear like the footsteps of other people. Like it makes yeah, to just have humans around you. Yeah, because I where I live, it's like Northern California. So it's very I wouldn't say it's rural, but it's quiet at night. And <laughs> it can be a little scary. That oh, that's like, very true. Like it, I don't know. It's not, it doesn't. I don't feel scared like there's going to be a monster or a ghost or something like that. It's more like, what if there's someone hiding with the human type of fears um, of being like worried about weird people in the woods and stuff like that. Oh, that's totally fair. Um, Well, there are also like all these legends of like shapeshifters just like hang out in the forest that are like lure you out there and you're like, ah, but those stories were made by the indigenous peoples of this land. Like what if they're right? And what if it's not a joke? (laughs) I know, right? I think about that sometimes like, um, oh my God, my brother told me about skin crawlers and I was like, what are you talking about? And now I'm like paranoid of like, I don't think I'm ever going to stop to help anyone ever again. Wait, so t- wait, are they the same as the walkers? What? Yeah, like I they think take so. on a uh, human form or something. Yeah, and then they'll like hang out and basically like cry wolf and be like, I need help, like someone come help me. And it'll just be like some entity. Yeah, I feel like they're like, like, um, what well, I don't know what I would describe them as like yeah, do you interdimensional have... creature. Like they're more connected to the land. Oh, so do, you don't think they have like any ill intentions? No, I think they do. I think I mean, that I agree they with you. I think they do. I don't think I don't really understand fully what they would want, but I feel like he's more like energy. Like they were like maybe they feed off people's fear or something. That's what I was thinking. Like, okay. I mean, this is like the applicable way people are going to understand it. I think that malevolent entities are more or less like Dementor style beings that walk the planet. Yeah, like, I know just... some people won't believe me, but it's a thing. Yeah. And they just suck the life out of you. So I think like... that's definitely possible. I think sometimes it's um, like, I would say it's more spirits that are sad or depressed. Like they might affect your energy but I don't think they're like possessing or taking over but it could make you like sad or just feel um disconnected like if there's a spirit like attached to you but demons or things like that I don't feel like are as relevant I feel like they're real but it's not as like it's not like a thing that happens all the time oh but yeah. I feel like they're yeah. like a somehow connected to the earth or something more than like yeah well the earth is really really old yeah so I mean (laughs) I think that these things have existed for a very very long time oh yeah like far prior to like a a lot of the natural life that was here and went extinct and is here now I think too because they don't have a body Mm -hmm like the a body to like 
enact things. I don't know if that makes sense. Like they need. No, I know what you mean. Like they're formless or just floating around. So maybe when they can scare people, they can like take. Yeah. Get more energy to exert exterior force. Yeah. Well, I mean, even positive spirits, like it takes a lot of energy for them Mm -hmm. to do something we can actually see like, oh, the lights flickering or whatever. Like that's going to take a lot of energy for them to do that. Oh yeah. I was going to ask you, have you ever had a reading and then just everything around you that's electronic starts freaking out? Yeah. That's why I told you to to not use the Bluetooth headphones because uh, honestly, I get a lot of, I don't know if it's, they're trying to interfere or just the energy of them coming through and being around like affects stuff. Like when I, and especially with the Bluetooth, I don't know why, like, I feel like they, well, because the Bluetooth is just a, the it's a radioactive frequency, right? So I think there, so. It's some kind of frequency. Yeah. And they're so on it. They're on a frequency technology. too. Yeah. And yeah, I just they, think they like link up because isn't it like with all those gold, those gold. Uh, oh my gosh. Hold on. I can't talk. There you go. They're <laughs> coming I'm getting in, in they're trouble. Coming in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On all those ghost hunter TV shows, they used to have the little scan thingies. You know what I'm talking about? Where like the voices would go through. Oh, like an EVP, EVP or something. I think yeah, it's called. something of that remember. nature. I don't know. I never watched those shows because they <laughs> they're a little dramatic. Out. I was like, oh no. They're just you... trying. They're like provoking them too. Like if I if that, I was, that a was dead my whole spirit, thing. Like in just chilling, and like someone comes into your house and is like, "Get the fuck out of here!" and screaming at you. Like I'd be like thrown. <laughs> them too. I would just be like, um, this is my <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely that, think they can affect technology. That literally happened to me. We were at our home in Mexico, and my mom's just like, it, it sounds like someone's having like nightmares, and she's the only one to hear it. And I was just like, um, excuse me, sir. You're I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but you're dead, and we're now the owners of this house, and whatever's going on, like that's not cool. Like I'm sending you light. I don't know what you mean. Cause I'm not like related to you or anything, but your daughter, your daughter's like in the Valley of LA. So like go to her, like maybe ask for some light over there. Cause it was weird. And she was the only one that heard it. And it was like, I had saved the whole place and did Reiki everywhere. Cause I was like, um, no matter what, like, that's not cool. I was like, you know, we, but perhaps that was the, like the cry for help that they needed to hear that. I don't know. But either way, I was like, that was kind of creepy. I was like, I don't need the haunted beach house bro (laughs) yeah well I think sometimes like they will be more I just see as more connected to a person not necessarily like they're attached but just that like they're the one that can hear them so even if like like other people in the home are you know open and intuitive as well like Oh, I just heard crackling. And I know they're going, like, see, they're, oh, see, they're like, mm-hmm, I heard, I heard you talking about me. <laughs> I feel like they, um, it's like if, if one person, one energy is the one that could help them, like that's the one that might be affected. Yeah. But, but I think we just don't have as much language, like to understand what they're trying to say to us. Mm -hmm. so we're like oh my gosh I felt this thing like it must be evil (laughs) yeah sometimes but um I think most of the time they're just confused yeah 
Well, that was my whole thing. That's why I was just like, I don't know if you're confused or if this is just like something else, but it's like we can send you into the light, but like it sounds like you should go hang out with your family now, sir. <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah, be like, it's yeah, my yeah, my last house that I lived in, there was a spirit definitely there when I moved in. And I did like Reiki and just tried to do like things, but it just, I think it just took a while for it to get the message because it was there for, I feel like a couple months. Really? There you go. They're like, hello guys. I wonder if they'll hear that on the recording. Um, <laughs> some comforts. This is some physical evidence for you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they were sad. It felt like to me like I don't know if someone died in that home or just like that person um no what ended up happening living there they loved living there and when they were really really sick they had to leave oh to go like the hospital Mm -hmm. but they because they were in Mexico so they had to come back to America from what I understood so that in itself could be pretty traumatic if that's like your last cognitive thought like they're taking me away from the place I love yeah, they're probably sad and like yeah this is my house get out <laughs> I know that's why I was like but it's not you should go talk to your peeps <laughs> yeah go find go find some light yeah because like if anything it's it's all, I think it's just like something that's unresolved within like the, that family lineage and it's just like awkward because it's now it's like well in this physical realm like there this is no longer your space yeah, it gets really confusing once we start thinking about like time and <laughs> all that stuff. It's hard to conceptualize like, okay, they might just be still experiencing life because they are in, they're in a different time. Oh, I've actually never really considered that. I mean, like I've heard about, you know, like I get that concept. I understand the concept, but I don't think it like fully processed until right now. It's like hard to think about because then it's like, what is up and down? And like, is it, what is anything? <laughs> and then we can get really existential. But I, I never really considered that, but. <laughs> they yeah, because you're not within that. the limitations of a physical body anymore. Yeah, so they're just like, um, someone asked, I think it was my grandma. I was actually talking to her the other day because um, she my grandfather passed away about a year ago so she's like finally ready to start kind of thinking about connecting spiritually with that Mm -hmm. because she's still in her grief period but she was kind of asking all these questions to explain different like what is this and what is that but uh she asked me something and the way that they explained to me sometimes it's like a time loop like say that guy he lived in there for you know 20 years whatever how many years it's like their energy is like just stuck in a loop Mm -hmm. like um if you go to a a Disneyland or something like a carnival and they have the animatronics that are always just doing the same thing same thing over and over Over and over that's kind of how they show it to me sometimes it can be like that where it's like an imprint but Mm -hmm. I feel like in that case other people would probably experience it not just your mom yeah but that was the whole thing she was the only one that heard it and it's like I was there and she even switched rooms and like kept hearing it in the other room it was gnarly 
but I guess it was just her that needed. Uh, well, I told her, I was just like, this sounds like your business because basically, you know how everything's an energetic contract, like even when you like sign legal documents in this ethereal realm, like it connects to, to like the exterior realm, right? So in signing legal paperwork, that's like, they no longer own the house. Like, I think that's where their energy connected. And mm. that's the only reason why that transmission was heard. Like literally like wires crossed, wires connecting type thing. Mm. That makes sense like they just, actually. It just heard the right thing. Like once again, like I'm on that document too. Like I was also there, but it just wasn't, it, I just wasn't on the, it, well, it either wasn't for me, I wasn't supposed to hear it or I wasn't able to help in a way that they found satisfactory. Mm, that's so interesting. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Cause it's like, you know, sometimes people say too, like they live in a house forever and there's no activity until like right before they move. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the spirits are like, where are you going? Like we had an agreement or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they're like getting ready for that change. Yeah. Which is so interesting to me. Cause I'm like, how do they know <laughs> that like- you what I'm telling move? you. It's just, we repel an energy out into the universe and then it just connects. I like it's like satellite beams it's like wi-fi you know it just it, it, it is just works <laughs> it is uh, yeah it makes sense to me I think like energy yeah it's the same it goes through that same it's the same way we can do this we're mm -hmm. talking on through a computer yeah they're just waves yeah just a bunch of waves it gets weird when you start thinking about it oh yeah this is, these are the things I think about all the time which is funny because people like people love drama but instead of drama I'm just like how does the world work <laughs> that's where I spend most of my time I'm just like by myself just being like hmm there's always something like deeper you know like I could look at things about fish for like 30 minutes just because I'm like Dude, okay fish there's, are cool. there's deeper meaning in this for me <laughs> they are very cool I had a whole theory when I was like in middle school or something that when we die we turn into like these deep sea creatures I don't know why I thought this but like I found this book that was um these divers and stuff it was like at the time I don't know it's they probably can go way deeper but at the time it was the deepest they were able to photograph these creatures like ever before and I had this book I bought it at Urban Outfitters <laughs> <laughs> but it was called The Deep and then there's all these pictures but the creatures how they explain it the scientists because I don't think this is actually true that doesn't make sense to me but they said they don't have brains and they don't have thoughts and they just float around and I'm like, how do they not have any thoughts? They just exist. They just well, exist. I mean, you can't even see down there. Yeah. But like, how do they not have, I guess it's like, how do they not have consciousness? That just hurts my mind to try to think about. But because of that, I thought, okay, that's what happens when we die. We just have no thoughts anymore. We just float around in this deep sea. <laughs> Because I was like, I have to, I have to, I as well like to just research. <laughs> so I have to know. Like I'm pondering here. Like, I do I just turn into a fish swimming around doing like, nothing forever? Just floating around forever. But then that would scare me sometimes too. Because I'd be like, oh, there's no ending. Yeah, that's an a, a very <laughs> existential thought for a middle schooler to have. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like obsessed with weird God. 
complex stuff as a child. I mean, that's fair because you're developing your identity. You're just like, what's going on here? Oh, were you just, were you raised in a household that prioritized organized religion? No, not at all. Mm. <laughs> the opposite. My parents were raised like that. Like they were mm-hmm. both raised super Catholic. And I think because of that, they had kind of the opposite of like, we don't fuck with that. We would go to church like for Christmas and stuff. And like my- um, You're culturally husband. Catholic? Yeah, like they would, we'd do like, you know, Easter or whatever, but yeah, the high know, holidays, uh, big ones. Um, wasn't it just Ash? Was is that not today? Ash Wednesday. Oh yeah, today is Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. So I would do that, like, but nothing serious. I for every year I'd always time. be like, I need to give up something for Lent, and then I would, um, even though no one made me do that, like my parents didn't do that, but I, I was like, I have to give something up. And I would always try to give up like chocolate and like, like sneaking brownies at night. And like, God's going to punish me. <laughs> God's going to punish me, bro. I know I grew up in Catholic school. I used to think that too. I'd just be like, damn. He's just like... watching all the time. But I, um, a couple of my best friends too in elementary school were raised like Lutheran. And I feel like that made me feel really like I had to like fit into like mm, believing okay. in God or something. So I was, I don't know, always obsessed with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, w- I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I like had the thing and I was just like, okay, well, like what made God? And they were like, no, th- that's not a question. I'm like, what but was there before God? Question. There must've been a catalyst before. And they're just like, no, there's just God that. And God. I'm like, <laughs> like, there has to be something more. And I think that was the pursuit of overall. I'm like, what is spirituality? Like what is out there? And I was like, there has to be something bigger than God. Like there's no way I'm going to limit myself there. Ultimately, I just decided that like the the thing that's bigger than God is just the universe and the universe created God. So I think that like the God concept is like the masculine concept. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like maybe in just our reality in this universe, right. I believe that like the thing that created what we're experiencing now has to be a feminine force. Yeah. I mean, we, fem, they are the ones that give life. So right. would God just be like, I'm alive. That was my that whole point too. I was like, this doesn't seem right. Cause like, even within like reading the Bible and it was just like, okay, like suppose there was a man, right? First, they still needed a woman. And then things were, the, then like things went on in the story. So the, the, and through the Bible, I was just like, so there has to be something that is the counterpart of God then. Cause otherwise it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I will. And I f- believe there was, um, I think Ashtara, I don't remember what their name was, but there was a female God counterpart in the old Testament, but they like but they mixed her out they took that shit out I know there's Tara only... or something I forget what her name was but um you know it was God's wife oh but it wasn't God's mother so that's I feel like there's still someone else that we don't know about. actually a really good point I'm I mean unless he married his, well, unless he married his mom which there's a whole nother issue <laughs> Yeah, today I walked um, to go get coffee and like this, someone had a free pile like outside of my house on the street as I was walking. I found all these books and there was like um, 
one book that was called that I actually have it, but I haven't read it fully, but it's called Anna, Grandmother of Jesus. So it's like uh, Jesus's mother, but that's not necessarily God. So that's like some a whole nother kind of mythology that people talk about is like Mary's mother. Oh, yeah, because she God's mother. Well, no, because there's that whole thing where what is it? I forget what the terminology is called because I have not been within like the Catholic community for a hot second. It'll probably come back to me mid conversation um, and I'll just like scream it randomly. Um, The belief is that Mary herself was born without original sin, which is the sin of Adam and Eve. Right. Uh, So thereby making her mother a holy channel as well. So she needed to be born free of original skin in order in order to bring in the son of God into the world, or so it was conceptualized and told to me in school. <laughs> yeah, it's so, um, well, and Catholicism is so interesting too, because they have such a, it's so ritualistic, mm-hmm. but yet they're like, that's evil. <laughs> well, because it's based off converting a bunch of pagans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're going to have rituals. We mimic all of the rituals from the pagans in order to like, basically just recruit them into our cult. <laughs> yeah, and just keep that cult going for yeah. the next 2,000 years. You're like, hey, like we started with 12. We want a bit more followers. <laughs> He's yeah, coming back. Just trying okay? to get to He's 1 million. <laughs> we're doing a giveaway at 1 million. <laughs> <laughs> give away at one million <laughs> but yeah it was interesting this person had that book and then they had like a bunch of just different like psalms like practice things or something I wonder if someone like died and they're giving away all these books and then there was um the Tibetan book of the dead and like some oh. other book about Joseph Campbell and stuff and I was like oh this is interesting this person's going through a whole trajectory of like yeah they're just exploring humanity's obsession with the with the divine and yeah the joseph campbell book was like this big and i was like "Mm, i'm not gonna take that because i'm never gonna read it that's way too big for me but i guess it was about his life so i was like well that could be interesting but i guess but when it's that big it's not very encouraging no i can can't focus for that long (laughs) but yeah um well, let's talk a little bit about your practice now. Um, if you want to talk a little bit about how you work with crystals or just anything maybe that you like to bring into your daily work. And I know you do Reiki yeah. too. Yeah, right now it's mainly I'd love just... to hear kind of about how those things have kind of started for you. It's still a lot about the crystals, but I've also realized that I don't need them, but there's so much going on in the world right now that I need a helping hand. Mm-hmm. Like I need something outside of my myself to hold space for me, whether that be like a person or a, a thing being the crystal or just literally coming to the altar and like basically being like spirit take my burdens because I cannot deal with the shenanigans right now kind of thing um it's still very much involved with crystals and sounds and like Reiki for myself um everything in the store I select with my hands right with my eyes and then with my intuition 
And then they go through a process of just being housed by me until they find their new owner, I believe. And I pick the crystals that are already awake because they're, or what I believe to be sentient beings. Mm -hmm. What you'll often find is that they're just taken from their homes and they can kind of go through a traumatic period as well, where they need to be adjusted. And then some of them are just ready. Like some of them were like, take me, take me, let's go. And they're like literally here awake and ready to work with people. And so those are the ones that are like move a bit quicker, I find as well. Or sometimes we'll just go through periods in the store where certain crystals will really pick up traction. You feel like certain, what's the hot one of the moment? Right, (laughs) Right now, there's like a really big emphasis on like the throat really so Mm. anything blue Mm. but right now what's needed is the stones that'll increase compassion so things like chrysocol and aquamarine right now even like lapis to a certain extent are what's really awake and the chalcedonies too because they're for higher awareness so they're hitting pretty much your heart your throat and your third eye chakra and that automatically just like it kind of opens up your crown but it's not the same vibe because when Mm. you connect these three centers it's like the bridge we want to open this Mm -hmm. up so it can feel our heart yeah so right now what I think is everyone's so focused on like what they see and what they can say that we're actually not really connected to our heart Mm. and without connecting to our heart we can't connect to the higher awareness this is why everyone agree (laughs) yeah everyone's screaming like no war no war I'm like okay but you're still chanting war you're still calling in that energy like it's still very chaotic yeah well it's still like feeding feeding the energy yeah it's Mm -hmm. feeding the energy like you know we have compassion for all the tragedies that happen literally all day every day everywhere constantly but if you're like looking and like observing and like like writing everything down and like just eating that information it's gonna like seep in and make you more scared mm-hmm. and it'll really so cloud your judgment out. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't really just it, that's not expansive right like what we need right now is to be really expansive to say no to really stand in our own personal powers to really I mean we're at a point where you can't question things you can't debate things you can't have any discourse with certain people because they fly off the handle right and that is not first of all that's just not okay for you as a person being to go through those like really high ups and downs that's like really bad for your mental health a and b it's just like it's not a good look it's not cute and then c you just have this whole thing of like you're just making your energy really volatile and retractive so you can't be expansive yeah it's like uh I see it as like a a magnets like they're just polarizing everything so that it sinks deeper into our field of like uh just a core layer of like fear shame guilt like all the same stuff that religion feeds to it's all it's all like that's actually a good point way to make us feel like shitty (laughs) Yeah. Of course, now the video is like breaking up. They're like, oh, no, don't talk about that. It's so just like, no, the Matrix will not stand for that. I'm sorry. No criticism of our system, please. We'll just put a little, little 
privacy screen. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do feel like I have to um, activate or like protect like the my digital shit. Like not even like oh from oh yeah I have that like energetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have amethyst and shungai in my phone at all times because like that is a portal. That is one hundred percent a portal. Yeah, I mean actually, it's like a mirror, and it's there's yeah, a million. That is act- if we really think about it, yeah, that is um, modern divination right there. It's your portal. It's your mirror. It's what people are scrying with. It's what people are doing a lot with. It's a very, very powerful device. And I think people really forget that. Yeah, it's insane. You can literally talk to anyone, anywhere yeah. across the world. I mean, that's like what we're doing in the spiritual realms. This is just like a tangible way that we can do it. Yeah. Which is kind of overwhelming that and I think for people because it's like so much so much information like we don't need to know literally everything well see that's the the, that's literally an evolutional response designed by our brain that's because we can literally can't handle that level of overstimulation and that's what the phone is information it's too much we should not be on that portal for way too long I mean don't get me wrong it's a great little tool but it's really done things to our society that are not very becoming, but that's not new for our species. I think we, any forms of media will do that. Like newspapers, radio, movies, television, all of that has always held the same purpose. It's like a very powerful tool, tool, but it can also be very dangerous. I think like the one benefit of this versus like a newspaper or something is that we can see the manipulation because we can see a little bit more two sides whereas like with the newspaper it's like okay this is just what we these are the facts that we have and so now we Mm -hmm. can kind of see what other people think but not as much because they they still they still try to hide you know certain people's thoughts Yes, but um, doesn't really work though, does it? Because now all these other little networks have popped out. I mean, you can't you can't silence information. Yeah, and I think too, especially for, it's interesting. Like I've observed, definitely, like, um, I wouldn't say censorship, but like, uh, shadow banning or whatever they say, just for like literally talking about meditation. Mm-hmm nothing political at all and like that is deemed as political like to have uh, a practice to help yourself because they realize why right no it's because a bunch of uh not uh, no I think that's right to say a lot of people within the spiritual communities themselves have taken it upon it right the platform to just say question what they're telling you to do because what they're saying may not necessarily be the best for you right so there's been a lot of emphasis on personal sovereignty within the spiritual community and the tech gods are 100 aware of this because they take us to the land of the shadows all the time but that's the thing is you cannot stop the flood of information like we we figure it out and then we just like, then you just start messing with the algorithm. 
Yeah, I think it's like I've noticed it as my perspective is like if we are doing promoting things like meditation or crystals or something that's alternative, which is just a stupid label, it's taking people to a place where they can connect with themselves more. They can be more happy. They can be more vibrant and that's going to take you away from the doom scrolling and the fear and the constant checking your messages because you're in the moment you're present so they don't really want us to be promoting that because they want us to be more constantly on yeah well then they get the ad revenue right yeah yeah i mean it's not free what the price you're paying is your attention Exactly. Yeah. And I think they figured that out. And I well, I just noticed a lot like with the whatever his name is, Mark Zuckerberg. I've definitely noticed mm, changes. I'm just <laughs> I'm sure you know what I mean. Changes. I'm sure everyone knows what I mean. But it's annoying because it's like a lot and not even just like oh trying to promote my business but like trying to connect with people see what they're up to it's like I have to go I have to try and put the effort in and it's like I might as well just go to their personal site or something rather than trying to find them on Instagram or whatever yeah but I mean ultimately it's best that we have our own platforms like as creators because you don't know when you're susceptible to someone else's rules. I mean, this is their platform. We did consent to all these things. I yeah, think we signed that's a little thing, like, dotted line. It sucks, right? But we also 100% consented that, to this. So that's why I'm like, it's annoying, but it's it used also to piss me off, but now I'm like, don't care anymore. I'm yeah. Like, it's a reminder <laughs> to just like, once again, re- remain like your own independent sovereign being because you never know when someone would be like, no, I don't like this. I'm going to shut it down now. Exactly. And I think like the more that we can, you know, work just on our energy, like our vibration, like do the things that make you feel good. That's going to, you know, bring you, bring your awareness out so that people will be more drawn to connecting with you just naturally. Yeah. I mean, in my personal life with all my friends, I never have my phone out that's like, I'm not, I like don't really have a lot of photographs of stuff when I'm out. That's also probably why I have so many nice photographs. Cause I'm like, I want to remember this moment, but also I forget to take photos. So I like hire a photographer and then it's uh, like a super duper cute memory afterward. But yeah. And I don't like when people take their phones out really when we're connecting, I think it's a little disrespectful because that indicates that you're not actually present. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much on the internet. Like I am constantly posting like, but I'm, when I'm trying to hang out, like, or even just vibe and relax, like, I don't want to be on my phone. Mm -hmm. Like it's, unless someone's like, oh, let's take a picture together. Like that's fun. But just to be like constantly, yeah, like the whole time that it's, you see it a lot I'm here. Still, I'm at still least. working. Like, I'll, yeah. that's like, I'm still working and I don't want to work constantly. 
Well, that's the whole thing too. It's when you have your, yeah, like I'm on my phone all the time and like, I'm doing multiple things on my phone that are work-related. I think that's also why it gets to a point where I'm like, I need to get off my phone because I'm like doing it for work and then you're doing it for fun. And then it's just too much. It's exhausting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exhausting. I like those days where you just disconnect from everything. It's really nice. I have a lot of like fancy lights in my bedroom and I like to put those on and just like watch them go by. <laughs> Listen. To oh, music. that's really nice. That's actually a meditative practice in and of its own to just kind of like zen out and focus on pretty much fo- focusing on focus, focusing on nothing. Exactly. Focus, yeah. It's like, a, um, it looks like a karaoke den or something. It's like a oh, little so funny. light and then it's like a bunch of different colors and then they change like patterns. Oh, that's and cute. I just watch that and relax and get off the, get off the constant information. <laughs> but I love it. Like I'm able to connect like yeah. with people, you know, for my job, but also like, you know, I've met some of my best friends through the internet. Like I don't have a problem with it. I think we just, it's too much of a good, too much of anything is not good for us. I agree. Too much of anything can be a bad thing, but I think that's why I also like the practice of um, performance and glamour magic. Cause it's a way to also take you off your phone and just like really connect with yourself. Like with glamour magic, you're like literally, at least for me, like it involves a lot of like touching my body, especially in places that I'm feeling not so comfortable in that way. There's a different, uh, mindset that goes into that like if I'm like I don't like my hip dips it's like first of all that's absolutely ridiculous where'd you get that idea and I'm like I saw it online you're like okay what does that even mean like you're just being influenced by like media right it's just like do you really care that much and it's just like well I do a little bit but like no because I don't even wear those styles it's like I'm feeling bad about nothing I got influenced by media right but that that came from that connection of just being like, what's bothering you today? When you do your, um, do you do this like before you leave the house or just like in the morning? Um, I, it depends on like how deep I want to go. Like sometimes when you're just doing little resets, you can literally just be like, oh wow. Like I really like these like five things about myself today. I'm just being like, oh, like it could be like, oh, I really just want to put on a really cute outfit be like, and this is my intention. Be like, oh, I just want to put a little bit of makeup on and like, this is my intention. Or you can have those really, you can go into a deeper ritual, which could be like doing like a full on like two hour bath glamour makeup sash and then like going out and calling in a certain energy. So right now I'm dating, right? And that's kind of a a focus I want to do. That's what I want to do now. Yeah. Cause I really want to just activate stuff cause I'm out there, but I'm not getting what I want, but I also don't want to rush it. Right. Because I want to do divine timing. I want to be in the feminine and just relax and not chase. Right. I just want to attract, I want to do all these things. And these are the things that I believe in. This is what I've been saying to myself, but I'm not necessarily seeing it applied when I'm doing the things, you know what I mean? So it's great to have these tools of feedback, but if there's no action behind it, it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did a little bit of it on a last date that I went to, right. Where I incorporated more of a ritualistic aspect to attract what I want. Um, it seemed to work. Right. But I, 
I'm still testing the field with all this stuff. What are you looking for? What are we looking so we can tell the universe for you? Um, <laughs> I'm basically looking for like a something. relationship, like someone, like a long-term thing or just more. To yes, have... definitely a long-term thing. I'm looking to actually build a home with someone and get married and have children. Cause that's what I want to do in this lifetime. Right. I want to experience that, um, whole situation as a woman. Um, but also if it doesn't happen, I'm totally okay with that. And I've kind of like released that. I think like people can find that quite odd and maybe sometimes like very, um, the word isn't hypocritical, but oh, contradictory. There you go. But, you know, when you surrender to the universe, you're just like, this or something better. Yeah. And you want it, you want it to be something that you actually want, not like, I want to get married and I'm going to get married. It's like, I want to get married to someone that you love Mm -hmm. and that's going to be the perfect person. So, yes. You have to release. You have to get, at least for me, right? With my human design as a manifester, like getting very specific is very good. And then just like releasing it is also really good. And just like being in my own energy, because that's actually what is attracting. It's just like you, right? As a manifester, it's just you. When you're like you and your perfect element, like you get whatever you ask for. So I, I thought of that too. I've just been doing a lot of thinking right now. Also, technically, Cause you know how we have the Gregorian new year and it's like in, in, um, pretty much winter is when the new year is for most of the world. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that like new year's should start around spring, it's spring, the, um, yeah. equinox. the equinox. Yeah. Cause that's when you actually like <sighs> the earth is the literally rebirth. like, hello, energy. come out. Yeah. It's rebirth. Yeah. So like, I've just been playing with the energy during the winter, but it just didn't feel right if that makes sense. It just like did not feel like the time, but spring feels like the time to really put myself out there. So now I'm thinking of just like, I did all of the mental work and now it's all about the actions and just like looking at the list that I created and still calling that in when I'm like meditating to bring in that love or like before I go out on dates or like before you, I don't know, it's just more about intentional work and like really embodying the person that you want to be right as your best self and to attract your partner. Cause if you're asking all these things of your partner, but you're not in that same energy, like you're not going to get them. Yeah. You're asking too much. Yeah. You're asking for too much. And then like, what if you get it? And you're like, Oh, I'm so unprepared for this. You're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. You're not ready. Emotionally. So these are all the things I've been figuring out during the winter. (laughs) How are you meeting these people? Like from dating apps or just um, like, like, yeah, I've tried that, but it's just weird. I always have bad experiences. My experiences app. aren't that bad to be perfectly honest with you, but I'm pretty forthright about like what I'm desiring. It's just, I have this, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not being seen on online dating sometimes, which is why I would prefer to meet people in public. But obviously that's a little difficult now with the situation yeah. <laughs> and people being scared and then all these um regulations and it's just like that alone makes the energy kind of contract a bit and it um like people want to meet but people are really cautious it's, it's very very odd that's why I'm like no I'm just gonna be in my feminine flow and like try and be the best me I can be right that I not that I like I'm very happy with myself but also like there are things I keep doing, right? Like goals, little goals or little things that I know that like could make my mindset better, right? Like I want to have a little bit 
more of a ritual practice for me to just think and be in my feelings instead of go, go, go this year. As I said that I've been like, go, go, go all year, but I'm, I swear I'm planning a break. <laughs> <laughs> sort of those things to really encourage once again, like being in that feminine energy. Cause I say, I want to experience being a woman in this, in this lifetime, but I'm still not doing a lot of that, that like, n- like nurturing nesting vibe. Like I used to garden a lot more and then that kind of stopped. So I'm like, okay, like that made me feel really good. That's very nurturing. That makes me feel like the me candles are going self. off right now when you said that. But see, that's what I mean. It's like confirmation. It's like, that's me. (laughs) Yeah. Like even, um, I was like, what did I do as a child that made me feel really happy? It was literally dressing up and I work in fashion, but sometimes you just get burnt out on your own creations that you, I don't know, you just, you lose a spark a little bit. And I think I also why I want spring back again. Like I need that reignition and that like influx of energy. Yeah. And I think like that time of year too, is like, it's like, we have spent the winter like thinking and processing. So then now we can actually see the manifestation, the action, the outcome of like what we've been working towards. So sometimes that can be positive or negative depending on what you've been doing exactly (laughs) depending on what you've been doing I think I've been doing a good job but I think I could be doing I think I can commit to myself more what do you do like as a daily do you have like a daily thing you like oh yeah I sit in my bed and just like sit with the crystals is there a certain one you're working with right now um I mean, right now it feels like a lot of amethyst because there's a lot of psychic energy going around and I don't want to be influenced by people right now. I want to really sink into the depths of me and what I want. And I cannot have outside influence when it comes to that, particularly me because I'm very sensitive. Ideas will sometimes creep into my brain that are not mine that I've heard from other people. And then like, I will sort of, I'll start to believe them. And then I'll just be like, where'd that thought come from? That's not mine. And mm-hmm. it's like so much amethyst girl. It's insane. And then um, a lot of rose quartz. I've been working mm-hmm. with this crystal that, that I've never worked with before, but I've been Which really one? into it. I don't know, like it's called Merlinite, but that's like- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it before. Video name or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's some kind of agate like blend agate stone but it's uh dark blue with like purple inclusions Mm -hmm. it's very interesting apparently it's for like shamanic visioning and stuff like that um but I just bought it because I was drawn to it I didn't like never worked with before but I've been sleeping with it and my chest and I've been having a lot of I mean, interesting I dreams, dreams, but, but it's also now's the time for Pisces and this new moon. Like it's extra dreamy. Yeah. It's been really interesting. Okay, and I've I... been like, um, remembering them more for longer. Like I usually will wake up and oh, remember them and interesting. Like, write them down, but not that not every day. Yeah. I'm remembering them like well into my day, which is mm, unusual. Yeah. Well, there's, that's why you needed something to help that frequency remain it was a crystal and it's so weird like that that's my whole thing where like the awakened ones are just there and so that one was like I'm ready to help someone and you were just like I vibe with you and then both of you are just like yeah let's like do some shit 
They're really interesting. I have this one too. That this is like my work stone, so I'll put it on the shelf above me while Ooh, I do my nice. work. This one's kyanite nice. for my throat, and then it has like these little quartz bits. But oh, um, cool. it's really powerful. I leave that one out, and then I have carnelian, which is my favorite. Oh, nice. That's the carnelian is the first um, necklace I bought from you. Carnelian, that, that that I love really carnelian. Impressive. And then I have it's, this one too, the peach moonstone. I think. Peach moonstone. Those are really good ones. Oh, well, what's going on with your uh, sacral energy? Those are both really connected there. Is it just because you're going through creative phases? Well, at when I first started working with carnelian, I think it was more from a physical healing thing I had a lot of pain like body pain more in my stomach intestines Mm -hmm. kind of area so I feel like it was drawn to more like physical healing but then also just like sexual trauma stuff I felt like it was kind of helping me with that like releasing stuff from this life but also stuff like more connected to my family and things like that Mm not necessarily things I've personally experienced but it's like in my body well yeah because you know that you're you and our mothers and our grandmothers were born with all the eggs that they will ever have in their lifetime so we quite literally absorb it's like 12 generations back I know it's not nuts how but but here's the thing like it sounds like a crazy idea and then you add a little bit of like the science behind it and it makes sense and then you sound more believable for one yeah you just put a few (laughs) science words in there and People are like, oh, they're like, oh, wow, you're that smart. makes sense. I'm like, no, I'm like, you guys, these concepts exist for a reason. But I and do like, think um, you just knew back in the day, you know, it was just known. Exactly. Yeah. And I do think that um, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I see it, it's like store, I see it psychically, but I don't know like medically how it works, but it's like stored in our fat like our muscles and our fat like pain or positive things too but like information about our ancestry or whatever so I feel like when we do movement and think like when you do yoga or something you start crying it's like we're moving out the stuff out of our muscles like that deep stuff and then oh yeah that we're carrying the bones like that that gets real deep (laughs) In the blood <laughs> yeah well I mean like we are divine beings I totally believe that because I mean like let's be real in this galaxy we're like the only beings like us that's pretty cool that we know about but I think so I think and we like I mean going back to that even that fish thing like we have consciousness so we have the ability to like think about these topics think about um ourselves and like all these things that just is happening naturally but we have a way to like explain it and like intellectualize it which I don't think dogs can do that they can do a lot more than we probably know but I don't think they like think I don't think they're like thinking about the meaning of life no I don't think it's that deep (laughs) I think like they have the awareness of like a maybe like two, three-year-old child. And that's the capacity of like what's going on in their brain. 
like a kid would just be like, why is this happening? And then they'll just kind of drop it and go on to the next thing. You know, like they're, they're just, uh, I mean, quite science back, like their prefrontal cortex isn't really that developed. Like they, they can't really, they can't really even attempt to think about those things yet. And then, so the same thing with the dog, they'll just be like, what? Like yeah, my humans leaving my house, they're never going to come back. Cool. I know I see he's like screaming right dogs. now. They're like, we have brains too. <laughs> yeah, he's a really, really smart slash manipulative dog. Um, sometimes I'll leave him outside because he's getting crazy. And then I got locked out of the house once. And so he saw how I knocked on the door to be let in. And ever since that day, he will knock on the door to be let in. That's yeah, so cool. it drives you, you that. crazy though. It'd be annoying call for work smart. and he'd be like, knock, knock, <laughs> knock, knock. And I'm like, seriously? Okay. That's so funny. So when you pick your crystals and stuff for the jewelry, mm-hmm. do you have like certain stones in mind or you just are like drawn to the vibes, the energy? Um, I like to offer all your basic crystal options, pretty much the ones that are generic enough to appease to everybody. For a while, I was getting all kinds in the raw form. Um and it worked. It just like, wasn't, unless you're really a crystal connoisseur or you're deep into the practice, like you're not really going to source all these like really exotic ones. You're going to look for your core offering, right? You're like very generic crystals. Like I think amethyst, carnelian, quartz, rose quartz, anything like a jet and obsidian, um, agates, things of that nature are very basic. And they can accommodate a lot of things that you're trying to do, or they're interchangeable at times. And you can kind of use them for what you need. Like, for example, that carnelian, right? You're using it for vitality, for your actual health, and to do actual, like, like sexual healing. For in, in yeah, and definitely energy, creative right? projects and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like and that, that, too. It's like, it helps me with a lot of different things. Yeah, because it also gives you drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so that's what I mean by like and for me that's a more effective crystal than getting some like random thing that's only good for this one specific thing and it's like very rare and all this like consumerism that's basically happened from the crystals I'm like you really don't need that much yeah Sometimes- I collect them because I Same. but you don't have to you I literally tell people like you could print out a picture of a crystal and, it's, and it'll do the same it'll thing. Do the same thing. Like you could yeah. put that on your like phone background or yeah, your it'll, computer. Honestly, or yeah. Whatever in your wallet, it's gonna it's gonna work the same way. I know. I sometimes tell people, I'm like, do you actually really need to buy anything, or should you just be looking at the crystals within your own collection now? I know, but they're so pretty. <laughs> I know they're really. I'm, that's my struggle all the time. I'm like, I don't need another one, and then something will like pop in. I'll just be like, Oh wait, like I, I need that. that. <laughs> yeah, I just bought that Merlin night maybe like a month ago or something, and I hadn't gone to the crystal store in a while. They just like changed locations, the one that I live by. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, I need to see the new location, and I bought this bracelet, which is Angelite. Oh, these are all really good for what's happening right now, energetically. They're, I mean, like it's Pisces season, so they're really dreamy. Um, but overall, I think there's, um, this is another round of like a harvest for higher awareness. Like the people that have still kind of been a little sleepy or dozing off or, Wait, be, or like being awakened. Oh. 
Yeah, they're being awakened. And it's kind of crazy because people but you know like why? I would never expect or like, oh my God, like my grandma was like, I want to yeah. be like my dad's mom and she's never been into spirituality or anything like that. And all of a sudden she's like, Telling you. let me talk to my husband who passed away stuff I'm like I'm happy to do that and I think it's healing for me just generationally like Mm -hmm. work on her like same thing we were just talking about um so I think it will definitely be a healing process but it's just interesting I'm like I didn't think you'd be into this yeah and I think ultimately that's also our place like as light workers is just like it's just to hold the light from a place of non-judgment um yeah and just kind of be the channel for what's needed at the current moment in time. I mean, I think that's what we signed up for, but other people would disagree. I don't think you're here to suffer. I mean, sometimes you're the master of your own suffering, which is like really horrible to think about at times, but yeah, sometimes you do it to yourself. <laughs> I, yeah, do I, don't myself think, for a while. I don't think like, I don't buy the whole prison planet, um, me a mythology. That's not how I see it. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. My dog's just like losing it. Oh, okay. He's very special. <laughs> I think we're here to like learn and expand. So sometimes that can be a shitty experience or like literally a tragic life. But I don't think it's the only option. Like yeah. I don't like the Buddhism life is suffering. Like I don't agree with that. I think for them, they just say that like we create our own suffering and from like a philosophical perspective, the same thing. It's just like, uh, it's the same concept as like the grass is greener. That's that's how you create your own suffering. It's just like, yeah, just no, the grass is greener constantly. where you water it kind of thing. It's like their grass is better. It's like, well, are you paying attention to your grass? Like maybe your grass can be just as cool if yeah. you pay attention to it. Exactly. Same thing as what we're talking about with like, um, our body like the body thing like and doing glamour magic is not like to make yourself like attractive but it's like to make you feel attractive yeah <laughs> like it is not about um necessarily how we look but what yeah it's really just sitting in in the glamour that is you and also specifically energetically what happens and why I, I use it a lot um, when I go out in public or when I perform is to quite literally glamour you and so it's to still manipulate my energy field to get like what I want. It's to attract what I want, right? So if I'm like, my intention is to be in a former long-term relationship with someone who wants to get married and have children. Like, okay, like that's the glamour I'm putting on myself right? So that if I go out, the people that will be attracted to my glamour are in theory, the people that like want the same thing that I want. I'm so intrigued if like, it's like a psychic or someone that is clairvoyant or something were to look at you while you were in your glamour and to look at you without your glamour, like what, how? It ends up looking like a hologram. The people that can see it see the hologram. So basically, like the 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 glamour that you put on acts as that like fake holographic mask, and so they can see your two realities at once. 
Because that's what happened to me. Because right now what's happening is everybody's existing on two realities and that happened because we fractured it by being way too polarizing right now in this timeline. So actively what's happening now is people are running in their own independent realities and they haven't been able to merge them. It's like some messed up episode of Rick and Morty. That's how I describe it to people. Just like, you got to merge the realities again. You're like, that reality exists, that reality exists. Okay, can we co-create our singular reality again that we need? Please, you guys are driving me crazy. I love you, but please. I'm like, I need you guys to be. (laughs) That makes sense to me. It's like, well, we're so individualistic that we almost create, yeah, we create our own realities, but sometimes that doesn't it's like yeah you're in a bubble inside of a bubble inside of a bubble instead of just one big bubble (laughs) yeah but I mean like you would want that right but like some people can't necessarily play nice with everybody else's bubbles so but that's why boundaries exist right yeah yeah I think about like if everyone tapped into their psychic gifts and everyone was telepathic and stuff, I feel like that would be not for the best because it's like, we don't need to know what everyone's thinking all the time. I think empathy is enough of a psychic connection that we all need. If we all have empathy, we're pretty much good. Like the reality of just being like, I disagree with you, but I understand your perspective and I, I can understand where you're coming from. That's all you need. Yeah, we can, we, we are so attuned to other people's energy that sometimes it can be like uh, overwhelming. So people can't understand like the difference between like empathy and sympathy and like being able to care, but not let it take over your just day-to-day life where you're just existing in sadness because you can't stop thinking about the woman down the street whose dog died or whatever fucking horrible thing is happening I think that's what's happened actually that's a really good way to articulate the energy of the past two years from my perspective anyway that's what it's appeared to be and a lot of victimization yeah it's a cycle (laughs) yeah very destructive but you know like maybe they need to just be in that energetic loop for a bit sometimes things have to come down to yeah come back up so I'm hoping we'll we'll get there eventually and hopefully in my lifetime I would love to see a little more peace in the world (laughs) we'll see I know I'm like we'll see as we say that I mean it it it's a complex situation because overall, the overarching, oh, like overarching things should just be like peace. We want to live in peace. That is our objective. So the sole purpose should be to maintain that peace. I don't know. But that doesn't make you money. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. <laughs> but doesn't it just lead to a happier it could make you money though. Like that's what I always think about is like the greediest people in the world. They could still be billion, million jillionaires and just have a different stream of income besides like oil or whatever. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I think the world is so magical to me. Like earth itself is so magical. This planet is obscene. Like we have everything that we need here to live for generations and generations, but corporate greed specifically, like we take a lot more than we give to the planet. We don't actually need that much. I think that's just more of a, like a consumerist mindset that happened like post like agricultural and industrial revolution, where there was just like, everybody was so busy existing and like farming and feeding themselves that they didn't have time to think of this consumerist behavior. And now there is time. And because there's like no connection to self with that, like self-fulfillment or like being in nature, et cetera, like you just fill it, you want to fill it with like stuff and things and experiences. And it's like, well, do you really actually need all of that? I mean, it's fun. I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. But do you really need all of that to live your best, happiest life? These are the questions I ask myself before I like venture off into activities. I think it's hard because I feel like generations before, like they had nothing. So then once we started to have little things, it's like you have to hold so tightly to it because you're like, oh my God, I've never had anything. Now I have two types of beans or whatever. Yeah. And you're so excited about it that I feel like over time it has created this like fear scarcity thing. No, you're totally right. Which, Which sucks. Because if I you like use stuff. your cognitive mind, you'll realize there's more than enough being produced in the world to go around. Except for the raw materials that make up electric cars because so they only come from DR Congo and Africa. That's why like that method doesn't work. I'm like, we need to think of a plan B because we're gonna use up all yeah, these renewable need, resources. We need unrenewable that's just me. made on energy. Like they need to figure that out, like just vibration well, or something. Which you, I think is possible. It's possible when we said it, but then you wouldn't be making any money. money. Yeah. Which like <laughs> money is in its in itself it's isn't energy. evil. It's just energy, right? It's what people do with that energy that could, as you said, be good or bad, depending on like what you do with it. Yeah. Energy is what you, what you make of it. That's true. Oh, my candle just went out. Oops, sorry. No, it was done. It was a little pillar candle. Okay, good. I have, um, well, I, I the catholic generational stuff i will use mary candles i work with her a lot how cute so i have like uh pillar candles i'll use and then i have like the glass whatever the votive ones the glass candles. yeah the bigger ones but i connect with her energy a lot and it's interesting to me because it's doesn't feel it feels comforting because I mean, not that my mom is not a great mom, but she's not a very nurturing, touchy type of mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to brush your hair and feed you cookies, that kind of mom. Mm-hmm. She's not like that. Um, so I feel like she gives me this energy of nurturing, of like um, comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of like fills the, the mommy issues. <laughs> I know what you mean. I feel the same way. Yeah, she feels um, protective too. When I first moved into like my first apartment on my own, I the my neighbors had like a big Mary 
um, curtain. I was like, oh, there she is. Oh, like, nice. Perfect. He's watching over me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I have like a little spell I'm working on over there. <laughs> Cute. Oh my God. I know my cat's in the background just being like, mm, stretch. So let's talk a little bit um, before we end our episode, talk a little bit about the burlesque. How did you get interested in doing that? I probably saw it in some Hollywood movie as a child. And I was like, oh my gosh, who are all these glamorous women? Like I grew up watching old Hollywood films with the big um, like golden era girls. So like Monroe, Hepburn, just all the glamorous ladies. And I was like, I want to be that when I grow up because it was just different from what I had around. I grew up in opulent surroundings. My mom did interior design. And so it felt very much like home. And I was like, that's what I want to be. And I loved dressing up when I was little. And I spent a lot of time alone with this massive um, vintage archive (laughs) film. And they just danced. And then I was in dance. And then I saw someone perform and I decided that I wanted to do that. And then that same person was offering classes and I was like, well, I got to do it. Then I had a really, really, really bad breakup. And I was like, oh, I really, really, really need to do this to heal what just happened because I feel like I'm literally like dying on this planet right now. Um, And then just really helped me transmute the pain and the grief that I was feeling. into just kind of like a good experience and a reminder of what I did and did not want in my life. And it was very encouraging to just kind of like keep going. Yeah, and um, it was a way to also connect with a group of people that wouldn't necessarily think of anything in the metaphysical realm. So I myself am charmed, right? I'm invoking spirit when I'm doing my dance. I work with feathers, um, with the big burlesque fans. I also work with fire fans now, just as a different energy. I was going to ask you, because I see a lot, I see the fire around you. Mm-hmm. Well, fire sign, right? I'm a Leo, right? So I really like fire. Um, and I identify a lot with Phoenix energy. Like I'm a burn it down, rebirth kind of girl. Um, I find that, I really have to burn myself to the ground to build myself back up. But that's just my personal practice. As you said, like you can, you could consider that being like very painful, but I'm like, oh no, like it's just time to transform into a different part of myself. Like I'm ready for this rebirth and I just go. Um, And so for me, it was just like making people, because ultimately like the the practice of Reiki is it's like um, Reiki, energy will just go where it's needed, right? It'll just go where it needs to heal. And so I really wanted to bring that into the dance space, into the broader public where like they're consenting to just seeing me and watching me and seeing me do my thing. And so in that like receptive energy, like if their energy is like putting like, oh yeah, I'm willing to just like sink into this chick's vibe. Like they're going to get a dose of like healing energy in a way they didn't expect before. Because for me, I'm just spreading like love and joy and happiness and just like also a a form of sensual healing without people realizing it because I don't like the way women are necessarily viewed right now. Um, And even like within 
the level of performers. Like, I think there's something that happens there that's really interesting. Like I don't really get objectified as much as like other people do, but I think that's also like your role as a lady, like when you're in a very, very feminine energy, like you were just respected and treated in a, like in a way that when you're not residing in that energy, you don't get treated as such. Like if you're, it's basically coming in with like a level of like clean energy and confidence of just like, I know my worth, I know what I deserve and I will not be treated like anything other than like what I think is what I deserve. And so I think that was also like me reclaiming my power after that breakup, because I was just like, I, there was just this moment in the relationship where I didn't feel respected. Right. And so I kind of like ended the relationship based on that notion. And I was calling in that same energy that I I needed to reclaim because I felt like I gave away my power prior. And so it was just like, I want to be seen in a certain way. And this is what's going to happen. And it was a very like powerful transformative experience. And I needed to shed a version of myself in order to emerge as this more confident version of self that wasn't going to tolerate a lot of things that I was tolerating before. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. But I'm like taking off my clothes. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that is powerful. Like it's a way to, yeah, it's just a way to bring your energy forward. And it's like people are fixated on the body, but what's really coming through is also the the energy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, maybe they're looking at the way you're dancing, but they're also feeling into how you're sending that out into the Mm -hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, like you can tell, and that's the thing about confidence too, is like when someone carries themselves with confidence, you can tell, and people are attracted to that person. But if you're not carrying yourself with confidence or you're performing because you need to feel validated, like that energy still resonates. That's why for me, it's like, I hadn't performed on stage in a very long time, but when I did, it was just like, I'm doing this for me. And I also have like a secondary purpose to help the collective, but like, this is benefiting me. Like, this is what I need to do. And this is what's happening. Have you been doing it lately or? not so much no not so much because I just don't they're open but I just don't um like the policies that are being enacted I just don't think it's like like just to separate people based upon this weird ideology is not the vibe for me like I haven't been going out to restaurants I haven't been going out to clubs or bars um in LA County because that's just not my vibe um there are places like in Orange County um San Bernardino County and San Diego County but since those are a little bit further away from where I am right now it makes it a little bit more difficult um and I'm I really wanted to step away from just the removal of clothing and um we really need action right now because we've really just been like conceptualizing in our for quite some time actually clouding our connection to spirit just FYI guys um so that's why I have really been called to work with fire because fire creates action Mm. So are you like, is it the sticks where you, it's both, it's the sticks sticks and the fan. It's just, um, you need a lot of training in order to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you will get burned a couple of times and that really sucks and you hurt, but you're, um, dealing with, uh, it's, you're literally like dealing with fluid and you can like burn yourself. So you just have to be really careful. You have to have training. Um, you also have to like kind of train for when things go wrong 
Mm. right? So like, what does happen if you drop your fan and it's on fire? Like what's going to happen if everything else gets on fire kind of thing? Um, because part it's, of the performance. It's, it's part of the performance and you don't want to harm yourself. You don't want to harm the audience members. And um, it's actually just teaching you how to master your own energy. Mm. It's like having full control. Cause like, I find myself using a lot of breath work too, when I'm performing fire, because the your um, like primate brain gets the best of you. And they're like, nope, that's fire. Fire burns. Don't do that. Do not bring it to your face. Why are you rubbing it on your body? And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. Like it's fine. But the thing is you need technique behind that. Cause if you rub it for too long on your body or you, the flame had gets held like too still for too long, you get burned. Yeah. You, yeah. You just burn up your skin. You get like, you know, the degree of burns as needed. Same thing. Um, they're like, are they heavy? They are super heavy. Um, the feather fans are also heavy um, and you're carrying them over time, right? And then you're like using your arms a lot. So that's technically challenging. It does require strength, but you're holding metal and it's on fire and it's loud and it's scary and it's bright and it's triggering your primal brain. So it's, it's the most uh, mindful practice I think I've ever had to do in my entire life. That's so cool. It is just like you're exhibiting full self-control while trying to control an outside source. It's wild. Only a, only a crazy person would do it, but it's freaking cool to do. <laughs> I did it for one of my family members. They're just like, what? Why? And I was like, why not? That's so cool. I love it. So is it, um, is it incorporating all the like, I don't know what they're called, where it will like burst into flames. Oh, or is um, it more like you're just spinning the flames? For me, I'm only do um, like tricks where you don't breathe fire. So there's no breathing of fire. There's no butane bubbles. I'm just doing transfers on myself. Would you want to get into that or? Personally, I do not want to breathe fire. The practice is not my vibe. You need to literally have lighter fluid in your mouth. And that's not the situation for me. I would be down to do some butane bubbles, which is pretty much where you put a substance on your skin that's flammable. And, but it's safe, right? Um, There's a lot of chemistry to it. And I am not good at science. So don't ask me all the properties. But you basically light the chemical on fire. And so your whole body goes up into this amazing flame and then it just goes out. It's pretty safe too. It's spectacular to watch, but you're basically setting yourself on fire. So you have to be mentally prepared for that A and also prepared for like something to go wrong B. And I'm like, I am not there yet. I'm not ready to set my whole body on fire yet. It seems like a very spiritual thing too. Like I feel like there's probably healing from just other aspects of yourself just connecting with that well the the vibration of the fire but also like that fear like meeting the fear and continuing to do it even though you're scared and that's actually one of the one of the reasons why I got into just the burlesque and the fire performance it was just frankly I needed to control my fear I needed to find a tangible way to approach it that wouldn't freak out my like subconscious either. Cause I will ignore things until it gets really, really bad and I have to address it. So it was a way to really keep myself in check and yeah, have a transformation. 
and do a reframe. So interesting. What kind of feathers are they? It is ostrich and peacock because peacock is oh, yeah. considered a sacred bird. Yeah, it's like one of Krishna's birds. They use it a lot um, in old Greek mythology as well. It's used in, it was used in Egyptian mythology as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, peacock's like definitely a symbol for me too. Like it will come through um, psychically, but I've also seen them like in real life. Like, like I was walking in the woods one day um and I saw a peacock and three little baby peacocks and it was like so crazy because it wasn't like really like there was someone's house maybe it was just like a rural trail trail and I was like what the probably just someone's pets that was probably someone's pets that got out but it was just felt so synchronistic to me because I had gotten like a reading like earlier in that day. And the, the girl who did my reading mentioned like peacocks. And then I saw oh, wow. like, like an hour later when I was like hiking around, I was like, this is fucking crazy. So I, at that time, yeah, no, that, that's a sign a if I've ever heard of one. Wow. Like I had realized, oh, this bathroom I wear every day has a peacock on it. And just like, it just kept popping up. So I always think it's like, I think they're to me it feels like um standing in your power Mm -hmm. like like being able to not hide yourself is what I felt the message was so it's cool that you would use that for um that kind of yeah to basically play peekaboo yeah Yeah, adult peekaboo. <laughs> adult peekaboo, yeah. <laughs> the kid-friendly version is fire. <laughs> That's so interesting. So with the fire, is that something you did, like you took a class or something to do it, to learn? Yes. So there is a professional that taught me and I spent a couple hours doing it and I'm still in training. I practice on my own. I have a good safety technique. Like there's always water around. Do you do outside? Oh yeah. You have to do it. I'm well, you can do it in like people perform in theaters with fire, but there's also safety behind that. Like people have a fire extinguisher. There's a fire safety blanket nearby. Um, The most important thing is never to panic around fire, even in real life. Like do not panic around fire stop, drop, and roll. If something's on fire, scream at the fire, (laughs) fart and scream, put it out. This is on fire. Stop, drop, and roll. Like all those things exist. They keep you safe. It's, um, mind over like body, basically an evolutionary thought. You can do anything you set your mind to, even if it takes a while. Like sometimes I cannot swallow fire because I'm, I'm in my own brain. Yeah, I think, yeah, anything we just need to practice. Mm-hmm. And things like that, it's like there's a part of you that like um, instinct part of you that's like, like you were saying, oh no, this is no touching. This, this is going to hurt me. Like you have to break through that to be able to yeah, the obstacle. Try yeah, but those are the same obstacles. Those are the same self-imposed obstacles that we do in our day-to-day lives as well like we self-limit all the time and once you like a recognize that and b go no you can do it you just got to keep going and you practice that you're pretty much limitless once you get over your fear or your some like weird self-conscious thoughts and self-limiting 
Yeah, I think even with just like meditation, spiritual practices, it's the same kind of process. Mm -hmm. So it like it mirrors throughout our life. Like we're always going to kind of get into that block, however that applies to you. Like, oh, maybe you'll see that in your relationship or with your family, but it's also going to show up if you're doing like um, any kind of divination or practice where you're trying to connect with spirit like -hmm. those blocks are gonna make themselves known because otherwise they're never gonna get clear broken down (laughs) yeah yeah awareness is key Mm -hmm. so is there anything else you want to share with us before we close out i'd love to just know a little bit about um if you want to just share with the audience a little bit about the crystal business so they know how to find you and see your beautiful jewels and stuff. Yeah, your little but, offerings. Yeah. yeah. So we can be found at thegangsterhippie.com. So we're based in Los Angeles, California. All the crystals that we source, as well as any of our herbs, are completely ethical and conflict free. Um, mining is a very interesting operation and humans are taken advantage of in those situations. So we try to avoid that. Um, sometimes it means that things may be a little bit more expensive than you're used to, um, but that is just because they are ethical. Um, really bends down your carbon footprint and like how consumeristic you may be. So they're all chosen by me. There's energy work behind them. They're pre-programmed. There's Reiki behind them. They're given a sound bath, they're sponge, and then they're shipped out to you. Um, For our crystal necklaces, there are pretty much just like two basic styles right now in a couple of stones. If you have an idea or if you want a custom chain, you can always hit me up and we can have that discussion. If you want me to pick for you, that's also a possibility. Um, If you want a crystal coaching session um, where I just pick all the crystals for you based upon a little conversation we have, we can always do that as well, all on thegangsterhippie.com. Cool. And are you doing readings or is that more just for private for yourself? I think you were doing them for for a while. I was doing them for a while, but um, I really got into hibernation mode because I'm trying to attract right now. And I really think the um, there are readings offered within the crystal coaching themselves because it's an insight into your energy at this present moment in time, right? Because we're just just telling you what crystals that's going to give people Mm -hmm. information about them. Yeah. Um, Or even just sometimes we get so overwhelmed with the energy or just like our thoughts and then like exterior opinions that we're kind of in the fog and it's nice to just have an impartial person to say, Hey, like what I'm hearing is you, you want, to attract these things what about these crystals like which is more attractive to you and then just kind of like sending you away with a little crystal prescription and kind of a mantra um and just good vibes for you to just be encouraged right to just do the things you want to do i love that that's so cool amazing well y'all should definitely check out their site i have some so you know they're really nice I'm wearing mine right now but I actually gave my mom one for Christmas like mm, a couple years ago yeah amethyst she loved it she loved it 
that was some like in time because right so i'm programming all these crystals like each individual order like i literally like call in your energy and your name and i remember it specifically i had to ask her name but with both of the enchantments of your orders i was like oh whoa like y'all are gonna go through some stuff i'm so sorry because like these crystals are we're ready to work yeah i feel like um well the amethyst too like my mom is pretty i feel like intuitive but she doesn't doesn't think about it she's not like claiming it yeah not at all um but her house is like a witch house like she has like little piles of rocks everywhere and like little like I love it meaningful shrines everywhere but she's not she doesn't talk about spirituality or even think about it really like she will let me practice Reiki and stuff on her but I feel like the crystals it's just a way that she's like naturally connected like I don't think she understands that yeah it's all subconscious what's happening Mm-hmm. but I think it does help and she she actually had like um I feel like stuff came up with like people in the family and things like that in the past couple of years so I feel like she had kind of her own little spiritual awakening whether or not mm. she like actually would ever say that mm-hmm. um but I definitely can see how those things and amethyst is my mom's always it's been a gateway a crystal person so I was like, oh, this is a pretty color for her. But mm-hmm. I feel like the energy mm-hmm. was what was needed to not just like, oh, this is a nice color. Yeah. But see, that's why I like the crystal necklaces because it's a set it and forget it thing. Like you're just like, this is my intention for today. Like help me make this happen. And even if you like forget midway through your day, like you could catch a, like a visual of that crystal and just be like, oh, like, yeah. Like, am I practicing my intention from this morning? They're just very practical tools and just little reminders. Yeah. And I love like the necklaces too, because they are, I always get compliments on them, by the way, but like something simple. I feel like there's so many crystal necklaces that are just no offense to these people, but very ugly. Yeah. They're very (laughs) gauche. You're like, well, for something like my mom or something, it's like they can connect with this vibration, this healing, but it's not they might be turned off by something that's like a little wire wrapped yeah you know what I'm talking about that was the whole that was the actually the entire intention of the line so thank you for seeing me I was just like I want it to be something where you're like oh my god that's so beautiful and you could like sneak attack someone and give it gifted to them and like help them on their journey without really pressuring them right? Because crystals, when given as a gift of love, also understand that. And they know the limitations of the person that they've been gifted to. So they're just like, okay, I'm going to do my very best to help your intention, which is just to help this, for me to help this person that you gifted me to. And then they'll do it. They just want to be programmed and they want to fulfill a purpose, which is just to uplift humanity. Do you do like, what do you do when you do the programming? Is it like, do you do a specific um ritual or I just talk to them like they're humans yeah I just talk to them like they're human and I'm like and been like hey like basically I'm like it was so nice having you here but you're going to your new person and like your job is to now assist this person for like the highest good and then so like there's a little sound bath that really clears them of any like residual energies that they have picked up like in my house or that they may may potentially pick up during transit or just like by my neighbors I don't know right they're just out here existing um and yeah then they kind of just go off and I smudge them just for the same thing just to clear energy um and for them to just be ready to wear when you pop them on I love that 
what was the first crystal that like you felt like the most drawn to um rubies and diamonds were the thing as a child chic I know I, I came in like hey girl give me some rubies <laughs> I love that I have some raw rubies um, oh they're, they're I so mean pretty. I love a good ruby energy I love any kind of ruby but yeah like I got rubies as a child for your birthstone or zodiac stone whatever I think one of the two um yeah and it was just that was the one that got me hooked I was like wow I feel really good when I have this on I love that my birthstone is pearl and I always felt like disappointed by that but I think it's actually really cool because it's like connected to the ocean and all that yeah but as a kid I was like it's not even a crystal (laughs) I was like pissed I mean, it's made of sand. So it's, it's still the same so thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's created differently. Mm-hmm. I see all these weird live videos on TikTok. It's like a trend trend thing or something. But pearl um, divers and stuff, mm-hmm. they have like their channel and they just pop the pearls out of the shells for like hours and millions and millions of people watch it. It's wow. very interesting. But I guess they they do like a raffle type of thing where people are like, comment and then you get this pearl. But it's like every day I see them. I'm like, I don't know why you guys, how, like it must be a sustainable business model or something. I know, maybe but they're getting orders with those free pearls, girl. Yeah, probably. But it was just interesting to me to see how they pop them out. Oh, how they, like, oh, how they well, shut the pearls, was, basically. Yeah, they yeah. like pop it like a pimple <laughs> yeah basically that's like, the same thing so that happens weird. with a crystal they're like eh, yeah. come out here have you ever been to a crystal mine like to do um, your own yeah you can just oh, find them on the ground sometimes with like mud there's free forming there's uh we have the biggest quartz deposit in the world in america we just we just don't use our resources in america because why that makes too much sense yeah yeah we have um on the beaches here we have serpentine and agate and stuff so Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll find those um but I really want to go like where you can like go inside and like yeah they have those a lot in the midwest in Arkansas oh and actually by you there might be some if not a little bit south because you're in around like mining ish areas there's lots of old mines um mm-hmm. but I don't know I know there's lots of old talc mines and stuff but I feel like there's um quartz or something there must be quartz up there it's just a matter of finding where but it's there it's always there I want to go yeah there's I think Tennessee has like a big big one that I've heard that people will go well there you go you can go mine them then I know I want to I just I'm like mm, my nails no I mean, I'll wear gloves. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I think you know. I, I mean, a cool experience. It would be a cool experience. Yeah, because you get to unearth them, which is nice. It's like gardening. You're like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, and just to see how they naturally grow, because some of the ones like we buy are manipulated, or yeah, mm-hmm. manipulated, or even the synthetic, mm-hmm. um, like glazes and stuff to make them yeah. like shiny. What do you, what do you think about those like aqua aura, like how they have the shiny? Oh, it's, um, is that just uh, like heat treated? A heat thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just use, uh, minerals and heat to bond it to the crystal. Those are pretty safe. 
I mean, minerals have their own independent properties too. Like I only use gold for a reason because gold is within you and activates the properties of the crystal itself. So does silver, but it's gold. Gold is the vibration that the crystals need. They want that one. Yeah. It was their decision, not mine. I've tested silver pieces. It doesn't work. Interesting. I'm I'm telling you, it doesn't work. People don't want silver. They want gold. Yeah, they're very, well, I feel like once you t- tune into them, they're very vocal. Like they talk, like, I oh my God, they're so, so fucking loud. <sighs> you know, think about hearing them all the time. This one time, oh my God, this one time I was at the Roosevelt and this girl was just like, I see your ten crystal. She was like super drunk. And I heard her crystal go, oh, here she goes again. And I was like, oh girl, you're, <laughs> you really annoyed that quartz on your neck. I was like, damn, wouldn't want to be that quartz. And I just started cracking up and she's like, why are you laughing? I was just like, no, it's just, yeah, I'm into crystal. Something funny. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. I feel like they will, like, I feel like I can find out. Um, it's like information about the crystal's life. Mm-hmm. Like where like where it's been yeah which those, is they're great. beings they remember things they're sentient yeah they're very interesting and I think like when we can notice that that can be also a little overwhelming, overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it's like okay knowing when to, to turn it off yeah, it can become an addiction too. Cause you can just be oh, yeah. like, this is this is gonna be the one. And you're like, no, it's within you. And you're like, don't tell me that, Crystal. I just want you. I just want another one. I really want um an elm wood. Like those are like the very oh, I've never heard of that. They're I think they're found in Tennessee. Oh, that's probably why I never that's heard that's probably of them. why I brought it up. But they're a cal a form of a I think they have calcite so, or something. Like calcite. Yeah, like, but they're um like a yellowish golden color, mm-hmm. but apparently they're like uh one of those kind of catalyst crystals that changes your life. Or mm. I need one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're like, I need that. You're like, there's no possible way I can exude that whole vibe by myself. No, yes, never. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> yeah, I've wanted one for a while, but it just, I know the right one will come to me when it's time. Yeah, it'll just show up and you'll just be like, oh my God, it's here. You'll be like, oh, there it is. Yeah, because I was seeing them online for a while, like, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh, I should buy one. I should buy because they're they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're rare. Like, mm-hmm. The rarer they are, the more know. expensive they are. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's going to come and I'm going to be able to see it in real life and like actually hold it. Nice. Because I do like to buy stuff, crystals online, you know, I don't have a problem with that. But sometimes certain ones I feel like I have to touch them first yeah you're like I want to wait for it yeah amazing well anything else you want to share with us no thank you for having me thank you so much so I'm gonna put all Adriana's info in the show notes so people can check that out and we'll link your Instagram and your website so if you guys are looking for crystals you know where to go amazing well thank you so much and we will see you guys next week bye-bye